Full Service Radio is proudly supported and hosted by Simplecast, the easiest way for a podcast creator to publish and distribute audio on the internet. For more information, visit simplecast.com. Full Service Radio. Welcome to Window Seat, live from the Line Hotel in Adams Morgan, Washington, D.C., broadcasted on full service radio. My name is Omari. I'm here with Lisa. Who's Are you taking selfies, Lisa? Uh, video. I'm just recording you. Come on. It's a little video. <laughs> We're provided this opportunity by the Adams Morgan Youth Leadership Academy, also known as Amila. And today we have a very, very, very special guest. <laughs> She's been begging to be interviewed since... She started you this gonna show. You going to put me on blast like that? Absolutely, though? because you you better give the best interview you've But had. I'm so nervous now. It's Lisa May, y'all. Lisa, Lisa, <laughs> Miss Lisa Dixon. But, 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 but. <laughs> All right, Lisa. Wow us. What's your story? <laughs> really? That's how you do it? Yeah, man. No, where, where, where'd you grow up? How old are you? What do All you right. do? Okay, okay. You're right. Where, where'd you grow up? Uh, actually, I grew. I was born in Houston, Texas. Okay, H-town. Um, but it's so funny because I don't know anything about Houston. I actually just went to Houston for the first time, maybe like last year since I was born. Did you go to a strip club? No. What? When you went That's to Houston? That's so random. No, I actually went for what? my bro- for my brother's birthday, a surprise okay. birthday party. Why is that random? A strip of all the things I could see in Houston. You asked me if I go to a strip club. What are all the things you could see? Now, listen, I know about the candy paint cars. I um, know about strip clubs. And you need to get out more. That's about they got like it. free Lee. museums in Houston and all that. They got free, a whole right, bunch of yeah. stuff. Yeah. Museums? Okay. Actually, I went to this dope restaurant. It's like a huge aquarium. Well, they used to tell yeah. us about okay, Houston then. Well, this is, I was trying to say, I okay. don't know anything about Houston. So, like, I was born in Houston and maybe like when I was three months old or something like that. Mm-hmm. I think my mom, we moved um, to New York. Like, you know, I have a whole Caribbean, Jamaican background. We're okay. in New York for a short period of time. I don't know anything about New York either. Are your parents Caribbean? And then, yeah, both my parents are Jamaican. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know you were Jamaican. No, you didn't know that? No, see? Uh, I've only said it all the time. Okay. But yeah, no, both, both my parents were Jamaican. I'm actually the only American in my family. Like, I'm the only one that's born in the States. I'm Jamaican. Okay. But um, then, like, you know, basically I spent all my life in Pennsylvania, pretty much, like, you know, elementary, middle school, high school, all in Pennsylvania, Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Shout out to the Berg. H. Berg. HBG. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Harrisburg, PA. But um, yeah, I pretty much spent all my life there. And then, you know, from there. So what was life in uh, Harrisburg like? Because, you know, I hear Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. I think of farms. <laughs> cornfields Amish people right yeah Amish people nah not at all like actually Harrisburg's actually kind of hood okay and yeah it's it's kind of hood you know what I mean it's nice it's not well not honestly like maybe like two years ago we were like number three on like the most dangerous cities <laughs> out of here <laughs> yo Compa- I swear to you the most dangerous so cities crazy. in Pennsylvania yeah. or Harrisburg no in like the United States really yeah wow it was crazy, but you know, it went by like uh, population stuff like that, like okay. how many murders per yeah, yeah, capita. 
Yeah, so I was like, what in the hell? But wow. yeah, it's crazy. Okay. But uh, I mean, it's, it's like, you know, they've done some, a few transformations, you know, like downtown area and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. it's a little better. Well, okay. actually, yeah, it's, I mean, it's better. Like, we didn't really have a nightlife when I was growing up. Right. But um, I mean, it's still a, a small city. It's, right. So I mean, how'd you, I mean, you didn't stay in Harrisburg, obviously. So how, when'd you get out of Harrisburg? Um, Actually, like. Uh, my 17th slash 18th birthday, I ended. I joined the military right out of right out of high school. Why? I, you know what? To this very day, I have no clue why I did. It was kind of like um, I had a friend that was in high school with that. Actually, he was going to the military, and as a joke, he's like, "I'm gonna tell my recruiter you want to go, right?" Mm-hmm. And I'm like, "Whatever, go ahead, right?" Mm-hmm. So he tells his recruiter, and recruiter just like hounding me, hounding me. I'm like, "Whatever." He's like, "Okay, well, let me set up a meeting with your mom and your whatever." I'm like, yeah, go ahead. Thinking my mom's going to be like, what? My daughter ain't going into no military, blah, 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 right? Mm-hmm. So that's the interview with my mom. Next thing I know, she's like, yeah, that's a good idea. I think this would be good for Lisa, da, 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 da. Because at the time, I was, you know, I, was, um, I wasn't really thinking about school, like college that much. You know, I applied to a couple of schools. Um, I did get accepted to a school for dance. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of like, okay. So Somebody, you used to dance? Yeah. What kind of dance? Like hip hop, I was actually in a dance group in really? Harrisburg. Yeah, what was the dance group called? <laughs> so it's okay. I'm kind of embarrassed to say, but our group. So we had six members. So our name was Menage Six. Menage Six. Yeah, Menage Six. Uh huh. And then um, but you know we had like cast members coming in and out, but we were like, we were like the super popular, you know, like the the we were the it dance um crew okay. in Harrisburg. Yeah, we what did like of- shows. Like, the biggest show we did, like, you remember Sporty Thieves? Yes. The No Pigeon no song? Pig, yes. Yeah, we actually opened up a show for them one time um, in, in Harrisburg. Okay. And that was like, yeah, so, we, I mean, we were kind of, we was kind of legit. Yeah. And then, like, later on, you know, we changed our name to, like, uh, um, Explosion, or excuse me, Illusion. Okay. And, um, yeah, so, that, I mean, that was my high school days. So, why'd you stop dancing? Like, why didn't you pursue that after? Honestly, like, I mean, that was the goal to, you know, um was to go to school for dance and the whole military thing happened but even in the military i was dancing in the military mm-hmm. um like you actually have like a newspaper clipping that i have in my house mm-hmm. um that they took like um it's in like the the military took? military times i think it's what it called okay called a year. but like i stopped dancing mostly because like you know i got injured um while i was in the military okay so you know what i mean like so and that kind of just dancing balance everything just kind of went out the window so would there. you say that dance was your passion it definitely was it was yeah dance that dancing was it like between dancing and like fashion designing type of deal that that was okay so you my, did fashion and uh yeah, dance like yeah dance was my thing like i, I auditioned for beyonce once really <laughs> why are you trying yeah. to breeze past this whole dancing thing it seems like you were really no i'm not trying i'm not trying to breeze past so anything. who leaves out beyonce like that i would introduce listen hey I, my name is lisa i didn't dance I'll for only audition that, listen that's a she big deal me, it doesn't you know matter me, did you was she in the room when you were auditioning no, she wasn't. I don't remember. No, she wasn't. Because, like, it was actually an open audition. But I actually just saw that Janet Jackson has an open audition in case uh-huh. anyone is interested. She's okay. having open auditions. But anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> that was, like, totally off the But, um, yeah, so she wasn't in a room from, recall, I recall. But, like, there were thousands and thousands of people there trying to audition. And, you know, we were, like, we went there. We got there. We were in line from, like, 5 a.m., we actually didn't get through the line till about 8 p.m. Mm-hmm. So at that point, they were just, like, rushing people through, rushing people through. And um, they changed the routine 
that they were using to, you know, to judge people. Basically, mm-hmm. when we got there, they had us doing like pirouettes and this is that and that. And I'm like, oh, like, are you serious? Like, I, you know, what I mean, I'm not. When it comes to ballet, like, I'm like, oh, like I've taken my ballet courses, yeah. but it's like, nah, like it's not happening. But um, yeah, so. So you weren't like classically trained for dance is it something that you just i mean i had like i took dance in school i just i mean you had the basic you have to get the basics you know of like ballet and stuff like that right. but i'm not a ballerina like i'm no misty copeland or anything like that you right. know i know dance hall you know i know like a little bit of bollywood some spanish dance and stuff like that but okay. you know what i mean everybody that's a great dancer does you know that isn't a master ballerina or a prima ballerina well, of course so but yeah okay so yeah. and then you were also into fashion yeah. What did you did you like make clothes? For I did. I still do now. Like um, I used to design clothes. I used to, I mean, at, because like you know I pretty much grew up in a single family home mm-hmm. or single family single parent home. Excuse mm-hmm. me, single parent home. And like we didn't have much money. I had you know three other siblings. Mm-hmm. So I basically had to make you know I made my clothes. If I wanted something dope and hot, mm-hmm. I had to do it myself. You were so, the oldest. No, I'm the youngest. Oh okay. Yeah. So my sister, she was very hippie. Like, mm-hmm. she had, like, a Coke bottle kind of shape back mm-hmm. in the day, and I wasn't. So, I'm like, mm, I can't fit your clothes. So, I had to do my own thing. So, I had to make my own clothes, and I did. So, I was just like, you know, baby, either repurpose something. I turned some jeans into a, a skirt, turn a T-shirt into a dress, all type of stuff like that. So, okay. Yeah. So Sounds like you uh, you got a creative side. I do. I do. I mean, even now, like, I'm real big into DIY. Like, um, I do carpentry, actually. What? A lot of people don't know that about me. A lot of people don't know all of this. Yeah. I didn't know this about you, Lisa, and I've known you for years. Yeah, I build furniture. I do, yeah. What I kind build. of furniture? Like, headboards, stuff like that. Anything. Will you be breaking your headboard? You need to, <laughs> <laughs> you need to replace it often? No, it? my headboards are sturdy. I do a good job. I so bet. No. Uh, okay. But no, yeah. Like, I mean... Yeah, I do a number of things. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So, what do you, why did you stop? Um, I know you said that you got injured. Yeah. That's why you stopped doing dance. But I, that uh, did that didn't stop you from uh, the fashion thing, or it didn't stop you from um, you know the what? DIY. I know you do it yourself, now, but it stopped me from a lot. Actually, like I feel like when that whole accident happened, like I literally totally lost like lost purpose like my purpose in life type of deal um i guess that was may may have been like the darkest time of my life um you were in the military yeah so basically wait 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 wait, okay let's so you joined the military and what branch of the military did you i was in the army i was in army i went in as you know the lowest rank you can get which is the e1 private right um in a matter of three years was this during a war or actually it's so crazy you say that so right so i joined the military i left july 2001 mm-hmm. right went through basic in basic mm-hmm. i was in basic in september when so september yeah so okay. september 11 happened while i was in basic training and what think was that of, like oh my gosh when i tell you i was scared shitless because like you know we're all brand new coming in here we don't know what's going on we're like there's rumors going around. They're like, we're going to war. We're going to war. Like, it's to the point they were talking about giving us guns to um, put us out, like, on duty to try to, you know. And you're still in basic training. Man, the base. Yeah, I'm at basic training. Like, right. and, um, like, I was scared. And, you know, like, because, you know, we're kind of cut off from the world when you're at basic training. Mm-hmm. So, but, like, especially now, there was we have all that social media and stuff then. Mm-hmm. So, we had no clue what was going on. So, we're kind of just, you know, people passing words, da 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 And we didn't know what was really true. So even honestly, 
it was it's weird because when I actually ended up getting out of the military, I didn't see anything dealing with 9-11 until maybe like 2010 or so. Because by the time I got out of basic training, mm-hmm. like in um, AIT, which is the next school after, mm-hmm. they kind of like um, did away with all that, you know, the 9-11 type stuff because it was kind of very, very traumatizing to people. And um, so, but it, so I really didn't see anything till about um, 2010. So anyway, jumping back, yeah, so, yeah, we were all just scared. We didn't know what was going on. And then, you know, I heard, all I heard was Pennsylvania. Like, I just heard a plane in Pennsylvania, and I'm like, oh, my God, like, what's going on? You know, my family's in Pennsylvania. I grew up in Pennsylvania. So I'm trying to find out what's going on. I'm trying to, like, call home. Nobody's right. answering. You know, right. all the phones are blocked up. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, my God, I don't know what to do. People were crying. Like, yeah, it was it was crazy. It was the yeah, same. I mean, they kind of set us all down in a group and say, hey, this is what happened. But it was, I mean, very vague. Like, hey, there was a terrorist attack, you mm-hmm. know, Twin Towers. Da, mm-hmm. da, da, or so you guys didn't have TV. You couldn't really see no, what was happening. No, nothing. We had wow. no connection to the outside world. Wow. So whatever, was, everything we got was basically people passing, you know, word. Right. Yeah, word of mouth type of deal. So, yeah, it was weird. And then, so, like, so go ahead. After uh, basic training, yeah. you went to... Would you call it AIT Advanced Individual Where Training? Where was that? I believe that was in Fort Gordon, Georgia. Okay, I thought after basic training you get to come home for a month or something. No, you no. actually do basic training and then you do schooling. Okay, and then after that, that's like com- that's like completing your actual training. Okay, and then I got actually I didn't end up coming home. Um, like my family came out to my graduation and stuff, and I saw them there, mm-hmm. and then I went straight overseas to Korea. Wow. Yeah. What 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 was your job in the military? So I did actually I did cable and wiring. I was a cable and wiring specialist. Okay. AKA cable dog. Woo woo. <laughs> <laughs> so now I was a cable dog in the military. Um basically we, I climbed poles. Like I climbed poles and run wire, run cables, this is that now. That's what I did. Yeah. Okay. It was crazy. So, um, was it everything that you thought it would be joining the military? And what was it like being a cable guy during cable uh, guy, a cable w- cable woman? <laughs> my bad, a cable a cable person during a uh, wartime. Um, well, just being in the military, really. Just being well. I mean, I was in Korea. Um, actually, you know, the whole war situation didn't really kick off till I actually got state back stateside. Mm-hmm. You know, like the March two thousand three timeframe when we the whole operating operation enduring freedom. Okay. That whole Iraq Afghanistan type of deal. Okay. So um I thought we went to war like two or three months after uh, No, it was a while after it was in two thousand three. Because really? I was actually in the the first rotation to go out. So when I got deployed, I was in a tent, sleeping on a cot. Wow. You know where? Still in Korea? No, I was actually um, in Jordan at the time. We flew to Afghanistan. Excuse me, flew to um, Kuwait first, mm-hmm. and then from Kuwait to Jordan. And I actually ended up staying in Jordan for um, six months. Mm-hmm. And we came back to go some. We actually came back to go to Egypt, but we didn't end up going to Egypt. So I ended up staying home, which was good. It's home. As, well, stateside, back in the States. Okay. In Arizona at the time. I was stationed in Arizona. Okay. So you were only overseas for a few months? Yeah, I was I was deployed for six months. Okay. Yeah, and this was this is all in 2003 that I'm talking about. Right. And then you did the rest of your tour 
stateside? Um, yeah. So I I was in um I did Korea for a year. Mm-hmm. I came back from Korea to Arizona. Okay. While I was in Arizona, that's when I deployed. Okay. Um, came back to the states, and I actually, actually ended up spending four like four and a half five years, mm-hmm. four and a half years in um Arizona. That's good, right? No, for, oh, it was good at first. Like, I, cause I got it's like they call it Fort. We got you. Like it's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> why? Because once you get there, you just kind of get stuck. You know what I mean? Like, you want to you want to leave after a certain amount of time. Uh, you wanted to go to another... Uh, yeah, like another installation. Because, you know, people, you know, you have people coming in and out all the time. So, you know, you get your good group of friends mm-hmm. and they might end up deploying or, you know, PCS is somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And you just there. you just mm-hmm. stuck there. I'm like, oh, like, come on. I need to leave here. And I made a joke about you running cable, but that was an important job, right? Because it's not so people could watch yeah. TV. No, it's all communications. Like, you know what I mean? There's, there would be no wars or no, you know, um, anything, no winning wars without communications. You know, you need to be able to communicate with this uh, regiment to say, hey, can you shoot this down? Or we need troops here, this, this, and another. So, yeah. And, like, we also, too, as cable dogs, you know, like I said, we were in the first rotation. So, we were, like, sleeping on cots and all that stuff. We basically mm-hmm. built up the installation. So, we built up the the site for them to have you know phones, internet, this is another to be able to communicate. Right. So once they came in, you know everything was kind of built up. So we we kind of had it rough in the first rotation because like later on, you know things got nicer. They had like you know uh, better facilities to live in. You know like showering, like showers, mm-hmm. bathrooms. We were using kind. I mean. What do you call it? Porta potties and stuff at the mm-hmm. time. And I actually got locked in a porta potty, which was so crazy. <laughs> it was hot as hell. How I thought long were I was gonna die. I thought I was gonna die. Honestly, I don't even think it was that long. It might have been like twenty minutes. Oh, that's hell in a porta potty. But twenty minutes in like a hundred and twenty degree yeah, weather. And all of <laughs> in a porta potty, yeah. Like I don't know why. Only- so they have <laughs> latches on the front you and know in the crazy? back. That sounds like something that would happen to you. Oh right? my I'm telling you. <laughs> I was kicking that door so bad. I wouldn't have kicked it too hard. What if you didn't knocked it over? Uh, oh, I don't even want to think about that. Oh, yeah, it was nasty. But yeah, it was like 120 degree weather. 120 degree weather. In a so, how long were you in the military total? Um, five years total. All right. Why'd you? I, I did initial four year sign up. Right. But I and I got extended a year okay. to do a medical out once I got hurt. Right. So, yeah. Okay. So, mm-hmm. well, we know we got to get into uh, why you got hurt yeah. and your life after. <laughs> so let's let's take a, a quick break and then we come back. You can tell okay. us why. Yo, who When I want your drop, every girl I want to go pandemic up. Party to knock me and my friends them non stop. Every girl I want to go pandemic up now. Watch me and wind up my body, Watch me a move up me body, yeah. Watch me a wind up me body, yeah. Watch me a move up me body, yeah. Wind up, yeah, look up, wind up your body. Wind up, yeah, look up, wind up your body. Wind up, yeah, look up, wind up your body. Wind up, yeah, look up, wind up your body. you listening to Wine Up by Jubilee. We will be right back on Window Seat. Yeah. 
Watch me a move up me body, yeah. Watch me a wind up me body, yeah. Watch me a move up me body, yeah. Wind up, yeah, look up, wind up your body. Wind up, yeah, look up, wind up your body. Wind up, yeah, look up, wind up your body. Wind up, yeah, look up, wind up your body. Me and me friends really comfy turn up the party. Welcome back to Window Seat, live on Full Service Radio, broadcasted from Adams Morgan, Washington, D.C. We're here uh, interviewing my co-host, as well as today's guest, Miss <laughs> Lisa Dixon. Hey, guys. All right, Lisa. So you have a creative background from Harrisburg, PA, right? Yes. You used to be a professional. Or you wanted to be a professional dancer. <laughs> <laughs> I you, was professional. I got paid. All right, so you were a professional yeah. dancer. You uh, auditioned for Beyonce. Yeah. You you uh, build headboards. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you were in the military. Yes, I was. Right. And mm. so why? what happened when you were in the military? Why did you leave the military? Because uh, I got blown up by a grenade. What? Yeah. People are like, stop lying. I'm like, yeah, legit story. All right. Tell the story from the beginning. What do you mean you got blown up? Because oh, you still gosh. have all your arms, your legs, your eyes. Yeah, but I have a, a titanium plate in my head right now with, wow. with seven titanium screws. All right. So yeah, no. Like, it was <laughs> crazy incident, so... It's actually, I'm like, oh, I think I'm fine right now talking about it. But I get a little upset sometimes because, like, you know, I do, like, we, like we mentioned before about me deploying and all that stuff. I deployed, came back to the States, no issues, right? Come back to the States. And, like, you know, when you're in the military, once you reach a certain rank, you have to, you know, go through, like, a leadership type of course, right? Mm-hmm. At the time, it was called PLDC. Now it's called Warrior School, I think. Okay. Um, so anyway, I'm in this school. Basically, you have to go through all these different... You have to test out and all these different things, like land navigation, stuff like that, right? You have to do, like, an ambush type of exercise. Um, and during this ambush exercise, right, we had on, like, what they call mouse gear. What's an ambush exercise? So basically, you have two teams, right? Mm-hmm. And one team is going to ambush the other, and you have to respond, right? Okay. So we kind of have, like, some souped-up paintball type of gear right do you know where the ambush is coming from no you don't so well i'm say it's like kind of like laser tag gears like it's high-tech laser tag gear right right. we'll say it's what it is and so i was leading a team so the instructions were you know i had my team we had another team right Mm -hmm. so my team was the team that was going to be you know marching down the road and we were going to get ambushed so basically what it was our instructor what he does is he, they're supposed to pop two grenades, right? Mm-hmm. One grenade is a smoke grenade, which is going to be green color smoke, right? And that's going to simulate gas, right? right. We're being ga- we're being having a gas attack, mm-hmm. so that means put your gas mask on, da 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 da, do what you need to do. Right. Second grenade will be artillery, is which is basically a grenade, but it's they call them simulator grenades, right? But mm-hmm. it's the same thing, gunpowder, all that. It's, it, still has a boom right right so that's what they're supposed to do they're going to pop the first one which is the green smoke grenade put your gas on gas mask on and then the second grade will be artillery as in we're getting ambushed right mm-hmm. and we need to respond so my team we're rocking down da 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 we halt you know 
we see some like some of the other team coming over like a hill or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I'm like turning around to, you know, to notify my team to, you know, to respond, get in position, this is that and other. Next thing I know, everything went black. Like it just went black. I was like, um, <clears throat> and then you know how like, you close your eyes and you like, sometimes you start drifting, you feel yourself moving. That's all I felt, right? Mm-hmm. And then I felt like a thud. I didn't feel any pain. I just like a thud, like hit the ground. So anyway, I'm coming to, I had no clue what happened. It's just like in the movies, like my vision was blurred. I'm like looking up at the sky. I see all these people moving about over me and like faces start coming into view and I'm seeing all these guys. They're like ripping my clothes off, like ripping my uniform off. And I'm like, my first thought is like, oh my God, these people are trying to rape me. Like what is going on, right? I'm like, oh my God, they're trying to get me. Cause I had just like watched The General's Daughter or something, which is a movie similar to that situation, right? With, with John Travolta? Come on. Okay, but anyway. <laughs> so, yeah, so that was my first thought. So, I'm, like, screaming at them. What I thought was screaming, but, like, I'm talking, but I wasn't actually talking, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to tell them, like, I can't breathe. I can't breathe because I have my gas mask on, right? Mm-hmm. So, eventually, someone ended up taking my mask off, and it was just, like, <gasps> did, like this huge intake of air. Like, I felt like I couldn't breathe until, until my mask on. Like I said, so I'm trying to fight these people. I had no clue what's going on. And then I'm trying to fight them because I'm thinking they're trying to, you know, take me somewhere and do who knows what. So anyway, I end up passing out again. And I'm like, what? You know, I'm thinking to myself this whole time, talking to myself, like, what is going on? I came to again. And I hear people talking to me. They're asking me questions. And I'm just like, huh, huh, huh? Like, I couldn't comprehend anything. Mm-hmm. It was like Charlie Brown. It was like, wah, 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 wah. Like, seriously, I can't mm-hmm. understand what anyone was saying. Mm-hmm. And apparently I was talking to them as well, but it was all mumbles. Mm. just the same like mm. I just could you know couldn't formulate my words so I'm like you know reaching I feel like a cold sensation or whatever like running down my head and I'm like what is going on and apparently like this is oh I'm all getting the story later on that like so I got hit like and apparently the grenade just I don't know how it hit me but I got hit like I was the only one that got hit wait when this grenade popped so off. the grenade hit the ground or the grenade so hit you now this is the thing i still don't know the story so apparently the instructor was trying to be funny and threw the grenade right mm. but i don't know if he threw it and meant to hit me or try to throw it close to me and it just happened to pop near mm-hmm. me or whatever mm-hmm. but it ended up popping where i was i don't know if it was the actual grenade that hit me or if it was all shrapnel this is that another was it a live grenade they call it simulator grenade that's right. the name of it but i mean it's it's still a grenade you still have gunpowder it's right. still it's still causing the explosion right okay. so anyway so um yeah like i said i'm i'm blacking in and out right mm-hmm. so it turns out like my like my brain was literally like exposed Mm. And blood was just running down, running down. Mm-hmm. Like my whole uniform was soaked in blood. You would see the amount of blood that came out of my uniform. So anyway, like I said, I was going in and out of consciousness. I had no clue what was going on. Um, they put me in like um, an ambulance, mm-hmm. like a military ambulance or whatever. And there was a guy that happened to me in my class. He was a medic. Mm-hmm. Because they didn't have any medical staff there whatsoever. Like, and when you're in the military, whenever you type, have any type of exercise, you're always supposed to have like a medical right. person on, right. on site, right? There was no medical person on site. Wow. Exactly. So, if it, I, honestly, if it wasn't for Corporal Christie, shout out to him. Like, I literally would have died out there. Mm-hmm. I would have just bled out. So, anyway, we're in the back of this ambulance. I'm giving you like the really fast, short version of nah, this. Yeah, we need details. De- I mean, well, this, no, I'm giving you details, right? Uh huh. So anyway, so the whole time I'm fighting these people because I still have no clue what's going on. 
and then like they put me on like a stretcher like a um a gurney and i'm fighting i'm like still have no clue what's going on or where they're taking with, me with your another. brain exposed, yeah like i'm still, still bleeding fighting. yeah okay. like i'm still trying i mean to in talk. a way that's a good sign right yeah, and honestly, the doctor said if it would probably wasn't for the fact that I was fighting them so much, I would have died right there. Like, really? Yeah, yeah. Why? Like, I don't know. I guess it was just like you know the, the whole fight or flight. Yeah, 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 yeah. The adrenaline kicked in. It's just you know that fight or flight mm-hmm, thing just mm-hmm, kicked in. It was mm-hmm. just like yeah, I'm fighting my way out of this. Okay. Like I'm trying to survive. It's right. just like my body just took over. Right. So Your instincts yeah, because you know a lot of people would have just went into shock and you, you would have just died. You know what right. I mean? So anyway, I'm fighting them, and then they finally got me strapped down, and like I see my roommate's face and like this is this devastated look in her face and i'm like okay something is really wrong like what is going on right mm-hmm. so they put me in the back of this ambulance and corporal christie's with me so by this time he's still asking me questions i'm kind of comprehending a little bit what's going on right mm-hmm. he's telling me what's ha- what happened he's like yeah there was an accident you were hurt this is another right and I'm just like, oh man! I was like, I'm gonna die! Like I'm gonna die! Like that! I like literally thought to myself, I am gonna die. And when I tell you, like my whole entire life flashed before my eyes. Mm-hmm. Like you know how people say that, and I'm like, that nah, that don't really happen. Mm-hmm. When I tell you, like that mess really happens. Like I saw myself when I was like four years old, and I like, I mean, I'm like, man, did I apologize to this person? Did, like just thinking about all this stuff, you <laughs> yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Like. So, and it was just, you know, flashing by quick, quick, quick. So, so this is why you're still in the ambulance. The doctor is telling yeah. you. It's not even doc. This is a, the medic. The guy in my class is the one that's telling me this. This is not a legit in, uh, ambulance. It's a military right. ambulance, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, he's he's talking to me, but I'm like blacking him out. I'm just still running through all, you know, my past, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then um, I'm like thinking like, what's the last thing I said to like my parents or this is another? Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Who in the world is mad at me right now? <laughs> basically so and then all of a sudden i just smelled this burning smell like this like greasy just horrible burning smell mm. and i was like oh god i'm going to hell <laughs> i was like no like what did i do like man i was like i thought i was good my whole entire life but i was like yo i am literally i am dying and i'm going to hell like what in the, like is this real and i'm just like oh my god like and i'm just like i'm like crying and i'm like talking but like not really saying anything right. that's hilarious and then yeah it was, it was so weird because like we're, like i said we're in the ambulance and we're moved we're going to the hospital right mm-hmm. and then next thing you like i told you had this this terrible smell <laughs> the next thing i <laughs> this story is so crazy so next thing you know it's this huge white light right so i'm like oh like yes I, I made it like i'm good right <laughs> Turns out the white light was they were opening the back of the ambulance doors. Like it was it was the dark sunlight. in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the sunlight. So, so anyway, what was the burning smell? So I'm about to get to okay. it, right? So anyway, so they open up the the, do- the doors mm-hmm. and you know, kind of get the little white the blindness. Mm-hmm. Picture comes into view and we're at a gas station. Oh shit. Yes, a gas station. And I tell you, I can so remember you to, to this. get gas. But I can. Well, I tell you, I remember it like it's crazy how I remember. Like I can, hear, I can hear the bell right now from the door opening in and out. People like customers going in and in. Wow. Like it's crazy. So why did they stop at the gas station? Turns out the ambulance broke down. Right? Wow. Somebody <laughs> wanted you. <laughs> gone, Lisa. This is a plot yes. against your life. The ambulance broke down you on the way. Jane Bourne or somebody. Yeah. This is they, go ahead. All right. So they broke that. The ambulance <laughs> broke down. This is crazy. Broke down on the way to the hospital. Right. Never mind. My my brain is exposed. I'm mm-hmm. bleeding. Like my neck was like 
three times the size of what it normally is from like just the blood, the drainage and all that. And the swelling, I guess, from when I hit the ground. Mm -hmm. So anyway, so another instructor had followed behind the ambulance. He had an SUV. So they're taking out the whole entire gurney out of the ambulance and trying to put it in this SUV, right? Not fitting. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, I'm like literally cussing these people out. Like, what are y'all doing? Like, get off of me. So at this point, like I made the, I made up my mind, I made the decision, like forget this. Like I'm getting to the hospital myself, so I'm like trying to unstrap myself off the gurney. I'm like fighting these people again, trying to get away from them. Like I don't know where I was, I didn't know where I was or anything. But I'm like, man, like if it's like it's up to me now. Like if I want to live, like it's up to me. I need to get myself to the hospital. Mm-hmm. So anyway, they managed to get me in the car. Um, Corporal Christie was with me. He was like literally holding my neck with his hands. Mm-hmm. And when we were driving to the hospital, it felt like this guy took every turn you can possibly take because I was just hitting like from one side of the car to the other. Like it was just speeding, turning, turning, turning. Like it's, it's it's a good thing I didn't have like a neck injury. I mean, I did injure like my. Uh, I, mean, I had a, a, a small spinal injury, but like to the point, like I, I could have been paralyzed from that it, that incident alone, right? Mm-hmm. So we finally make it to the hospital, right? And I tell you, like, I swear to you, as soon as I crossed the threshold of the hospital, like, the adrenaline just, like, turned off. It was, like, from 100 to zero. And I felt every little piece of pain I could possibly feel in my life. And I was, like, I was crying. I was calling from my mom. I'm, like, I want to go home. I want to go home. And nurse is telling me, she's, like, no, you can't, babe. She's, like, we're going to call your parents, da 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 and I'm like, okay, I gotta go to the bathroom. I'm like, I'm getting out of here. And this right? is all still before you were your your head was treated. This is yeah, no, I'm still bleeding. I, I'm still losing blood. Uh, have you made it to? The, you haven't made it to the hospital. We just. This is when we just made it to the hospital. We. Just, but you're conscious through all of this, basically. It yeah, seems. Well, like. I, I I was going in and out. Right. But I, after the um the part when we were in the ambulance, mm-hmm. like that's when I, like when I made up my mind, like look. Like it's up to me. Like if I want to live, I need like this is what I need to do. So then, what what was it? What happened so, after? Like surgery or what? What? Yeah. So actually, they took me into emergency surgery, and I was still fighting then because I was scared. They put me to sleep. I wasn't gonna wake up, mm-hmm. right? So, but they took they put me out, and that was actually like the best sleep that I ever had in my life. Mm-hmm. But um, um, they basically so the doctor said I got hit at like basically like two hundred fifty miles per hour, and it pushed my skull into my brain so mm-hmm. they had to pull basically bone fragments and um like you know shrapnel and all that stuff out of my brain mm-hmm. so i incurred a t uh <coughs> tbi traumatic brain injury mm-hmm. then i had to do the skull reconstruction and then because of that i lost my memory i lost my speech like my my ability to speak mm-hmm. and um i was able to walk but like my balance was off so if i stood up and tried to walk i would just fall like hit the so ground it wasn't it wasn't um <coughs> The explosion that caused you to lose your ability to speak and walk and and your memory, it was the brain reconstruction after. Yeah, the injury incurred, yeah. So basically the damage so the way he explained it was like um the bones kinda like cut the nerves. Like you know how your brain basically just fires nerves, right? Mm-hmm. So the pa- the path for those nerves to connect from one to the other were cut. So that's why, you know, the memory and all other, the speech and everything were gone and like so even now, like I have um, speech problems, like I stutter sometimes, or I, like it'll take me a while to find the right word, mm-hmm. because basically saying like your brain, like where my my brain is healed now, but like your brain is basically taking a different route to get to where it needs to be, type of deal. So it might take a little longer, right? 
So yeah, so like, how long did it take for you to recover? Well, regain your memory. Um, memory. It took a few weeks. All of your memory? Do you remember everything? Um, I mean, I remember like I like the incident itself. Like I remember every piece of it. Right. Um, like parts after that, not so much. Like people come up to me and tell me like, yeah, I came and vis- I came to visit you when you're in the hospital. I'm like, oh, okay, like mm-hmm. I don't remember, you know, or even when they came, like. Like, I didn't even know my own family members, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, when they came to see me. What about like, early memories? Early, and it's, it's crazy. I mean, now, that do, you, do you have early memories? Uh, no, I, well, I, short term is where I, is my problem. Okay. Short term memory now. Okay, okay. But, I mean, long term, I'm pretty, I'm kind of good. Mm-hmm. But it's the short term. And how long issue. did it take for you to get your ability to speak back and walk? And um, well, actually, they were really surprised how I healed so fast. It took me a few few weeks. Like, they wouldn't le- let me out of the hospital until I was able to say hippopotamus for okay. some reason. Yeah. <laughs> like, that was, that was the key word, hippopotamus. All right. So, yeah, they wouldn't discharge me until then. And then I'm um, like... Even then, when I was discharged, I was put into a place called Fisher House. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Fisher House. It's a, a nonprofit organization that basically houses um, soldiers and family members of soldiers and okay. that have been injured, stuff right. like that, right? So, um, anyway, yes, I was in a Fisher House for an, a few more weeks because I had like staples. So, they, when they reconstructed my skull, mm-hmm. they basically stapled my skull back together. So, I had to stay there until my. my um, Staples were removed. Wow. So. Well, so what happened to the guy that actually hit you uh, with the grenade? When I tell you, it's such a headache. Nothing happened to him. Why? He's not exactly. Nothing happened to anybody. Like when I tell you, it was such a big deal. Like my mom, like we, it, it went to the point where we we're like writing Congress. We we're like talking to senators, this is that another. Mm-hmm. And like the only thing that really came out of it was the fact that they don't use that grenade anymore for that training. Okay. But like when That's I tell a you, big deal. but yeah, it is a big deal. But even getting to that point was such a pain. Like when I tell you, I was uh, like when I tell you, it was like me mm-hmm. against the whole entire army, mm-hmm. and I, like that's what it felt like. And like I'm a in, it's an injured me at right. that injured me mm-hmm. against the whole entire army. Like I didn't get any help whatsoever. So like I was like at one point really just so against the military, and I was just like, man, they just like totally screwed me. Like it's. Yeah, but like now, like I'm good now. Like you know, I still support the military. But um, yeah, I was just really. I guess I'm just you know, like I said, I was in a dark place. I was really angry. Like I was, I had to go, <laughs> go through anger management. Mm-hmm. Like I was on suicide watch because mm-hmm. I was depressed. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, yeah, it was it was a bad time. It was a dark time in my life. Wow, Lisa. Yeah. So what? What? How did you? Were you discharged from the military after that? I was, and that was a pain in the butt too. But yeah, I was discharged from the military. Um. I got out from the military. What kind of discharge were you? Um, so, like I said, that was a fight, too. So, you can either be medically discharged or medically retired, right? Mm-hmm. I should have been medically retired, mm-hmm. but I wasn't. I was medically discharged. So, like, um, they actually put me out of the military with t- on 10% disability, right? Now, let me give you a perspective. People that have, like, um, that shave their face, Mm-hmm. Um, they get what you call a shaving profile. Mm-hmm. They get 10% for that, right? So me with my broken skull and this titanium plate for the rest of my life got the same thing that they did, right? So I was basically fight trying to fight that whole situation. And they were like, okay, yeah, we'll put you out at 60%. And then they came back. Like, like I was so pissed about this. They called me to the office. And they were like, no, we're going to take it down, back down to 10%. And I'm like, why? They're like, because it's state. Lord. They had the nerve to tell me because it's fixed. Mm-hmm. I was when I tell you it was like bleep 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 bleep. <laughs> like I was just cussing up a storm. I'm like, 
what do you mean fix? Like, I'm going to have this titanium plate in my hair for the rest of my life. Right. Like, you know, as well as all the residual side effects of right. it. And I was like, so you're telling me, you know, if someone lost their arm or leg, you know, you would t- give them 10% because it's, it's fixed if you give them a prosthetic one? Mm-hmm. Like, like, mm-hmm. like, why would you, you know, I mean, you wouldn't tell them that, so why would you tell me this, right? Mm-hmm. So I went through a whole process, had to go through the front of this board to do, like, try to contest this. Mm-hmm. And it was to the point, like, no one was trying to help me. So I was like, you know what, screw it. And I was I was just so fed up. Like I got out and then um I actually went through the VA and the VA helped me out a lot. Like the VA gets a a, a bad rep, but they, they definitely do look out mm-hmm. for soldiers. But the thing is that the soldiers don't know the information. That's the only thing. Like they need to be, you know <laughs> I guess they need to work a little better on their outreach, mm-hmm. I guess. As far as educating um soldiers when they get out of the military. Wow. But um yeah, but they, they took care of me. I'm actually in the process of trying to get. I'm at 90 percent right now, trying to get to 100. That's good. Yeah. So. All right, Lee. So now you live in your best life, oh, right? You I don't travel. Know if I can say that. Why? I mean, yeah, it's my best life. Like, I, like I had mentioned before, you know, I was saying like I had lost a lot of purpose. Like after the incident, like I kind of just like, what is my purpose? Like I know it's a purpose because after going through all that, like I'm, there's a reason I'm here. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, why is it here? Why am I here? But like I've realized, like you know. Ever since then, like, I haven't totally commit to anything. Like, I've never 100% commit to anything since that incident. And Why? I, and I think, like, I don't know. I ask myself this question all the time. Like, I just, I don't know. And I, I've, I don't know. I mean, I could probably say it's because I feel like no matter what you do, somebody's going to always, there's always someone that can destroy mm-hmm. your, you know what I mean, your mm-hmm. progress. Mm-hmm. But, like, I don't believe that, but, like, I kind of in the back of my mind think it mm-hmm. but I, I don't know I, honestly I haven't figured that I haven't figured that out yet you haven't let it stop you though right no, so, definitely I, so not. right so there's a, th- a lot of things you've done and accomplished since you've got yeah out of the so, and because of that too like right. you know just the fact that what you are know, some of the things that you've done I mean like literally like, like I would say the first day that I was able to actually do anything by myself I like took a road trip to like North Carolina wow. on, my, on my own because I was like you know what like Life is short. Like, you never know. Like, I almost died. Like, almost bled out in the middle of, like, a desert. Right. And all this stuff that I wanted to do. Like, why am I putting it off? So, so what else have you done? That day forward, I've been traveling. I've been doing what I want to do. Like, Where'd everything. Where you go? What have you done? Oh, my gosh. I met, I think I met, like, my 50th, maybe 52nd country somewhere in there now. Um, I've been all over. I've done Greenland. I've done a lot of Europe. I've done uh, South America, Central America, North America. I've done. Um, I've I've been like I said, Jordan. I haven't hit anywhere else in Africa. Wow. Some people don't count Jordan as Africa, but I do. But um, yeah. I mean, I've been all over. Like I'm actually going to Antarctica. In um. In November. Wow. Yeah, which is crazy. People are like, why are you going there? But I'm like, why not? Why not? Right. right. Yeah. So that'll be. Yeah. So that's what I do. So I basically do whatever I want to do now. Like, cause I mean. You never know. That's true. So, yeah. That's true. So, what else is yeah. there besides traveling? What else do you want to do? Oh, I don't know. Whatever comes to mind, I guess. It's kind. Of, I'm kind of like, whatever comes up at the moment, I'm like, oh, okay, I want to do this, and I'll just do it. Well, I stick to it. It's a whole other story. Like I said, me committing. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, if I get a crazy idea in my head and I want to do it, I'm, I'm going to find a way to do it. Okay. All right, Lisa. Well, you know, we're almost done. But just like I ask uh, all of our guests. Yes. And this is a show through Amila, broadcasting on full service radio, window seat. 
if you had a good word to give to the to the youth, um, you know, inspirational word, what would you what would you say? Um, I would say is um, you know, don't let your fear outweigh your passion. Mm. So, you know, like don't let the the thoughts or the negative thoughts and ideas prevent you from doing something that you've always wanted to do. Because you never know if you if you have the time later on down the road or don't you know don't put it off because you never know I could walk out of here right now and get hit by a bus you know what I mean but if I did I I would be happy with the life how my life has been to this point like I'm okay with that mm. I mean granted I don't want to die right. but if I did like I'm cool with that like there's nothing like that I I, I feel that is left that I don't I don't even know how to describe I would just say I would just say you know do what you want to do. As long as you're not hurting anyone else, you know what I mean, and you're not hurting yourself, do what you do what you what you can when you can. All right, Lisa. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing. You're welcome. <laughs> and thank you guys for listening. See y'all. Thanks for listening to this program on Full Service Radio, broadcasting and recording from the Line Hotel in Adams Morgan, Washington D.C. Full Service Radio programming can be accessed live and archived on fullserviceradio.org. Our talk programming is available on most podcast apps like iTunes and Stitcher, and our DJ sets are available on mixcloud.com slash fullserviceradio. Full Service Radio features over 30 weekly shows and over 50 local hosts covering every topic imaginable. If you want to be a guest or get involved, email us at info at fullserviceradio.org. Follow us on Twitter at Full Service RDO, on Instagram and Facebook at Full Service Radio. Thanks for listening.